before we get into this episode, I just wanted to mention our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to do podcasts, and let me explain, because it's free, and there's creation tools within the app that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, um, and it can also be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. And you can also make money off your podcast by having sponsors on the show. And uh, yeah, it's so easy, even a chud can do it. So go download the Anchor app right now at anchor.fm or Listening to the Rude Horror Podcast with your host, Marcus Rude. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rude Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus, and today we're going to be talking about Psycho Scarecrow from 1996. And today is the 20th Psycho Scarecrow. It was released on January 24th of 1996. So I figured, well, let's, you know, I uh, was going to do this like a month or so back, I think, or like back in November maybe. And uh, then I started looking at it like, well, it's close to its anniversary date in January. So maybe I'll just save it for January 24th and then just release it on January 24th. So. Um. Yeah, so we're going to do Psycho Scarecrow today, and <laughs> maybe I should have done this next year for the 25th anniversary, but whatever, we're not going to go traditional style, we're just going to do the 24th anniversary that was uh, released on the 24th of January, so that sounds cooler, right? Yeah, so if you've done any research on this movie... Um, it's actually kind of, of of a hard, it's kind of a hard movie to find. Um, the copies on VHS are, are pretty scarce and, uh, I haven't even seen any of them for sale online. So this movie is pretty hard to find. If you're looking for a physical copy, you can watch a YouTube version of it on YouTube and, uh, <clears throat> I watched the, uh, this was in a, a DVD pack of like a four movie pack. And even that's pretty hard to find. But you could probably find that a lot easier than like a VHS copy. But uh, I, I watched the DVD version. And, uh, and I also watched the YouTube version. And I noticed there's a difference with the YouTube version. Um, I think it was... Uh, the YouTube channel was put out by MechaVision, and uh, I don't know if, you know, they might have the rights to it still. And uh, and on the DVD version, MechaVision is, is uh, brought up in the credits, so I'm guessing maybe they still own the rights to it. Um, so and it, so they, they put it on their channel. But the YouTube version 
is different. Like, they put in some, like, shitty Windows 95 uh, CGI, and it's it's pretty terrible. But, uh, I mean, it, it, it doesn't really change uh, the way the movie looks or whatever. I mean, it, it's, it almost is like a transition piece. It's like they, they use the, the, the shitty computer graphics to, like, transition scenes. So, you know, I mean, what can you expect for a free movie on YouTube? So you just have to, I guess, just deal with it. <laughs> but uh, the DVD version doesn't have, like, all that CGI-looking stuff. Um, like, uh, I'll get into the movie a little bit, but, like, uh, there's a scene where a girl, I guess uh, the main girl, I should say, um, supposedly, uh, well, I mean... <sighs> She supposedly commits suicide, but uh, there like, and this is the beginning, and there's a scene of like her falling out the window, and uh, in the DVD version, it actually shows like a, an actual lady falling, and I mean I don't know how they they did it, but it looked like the actual actress was, I mean not have a real window, but uh, out of a you know tall story like three four story building, but uh. They actually made it look like the girl was falling, and uh, and then you hear like a splat, and it shows like you know some fake blood coming out of her mouth and whatnot. But in the YouTube version, it shows a CGI girl falling out of a building, and there's no scene of like the actual real life shot that, uh, like how I mentioned in the DVD, like you don't you don't get to see any of of that. And I was waiting on like. Well, where's the the shot of her just falling out of a window? Because in the DVD version, it showed actually her falling out of a window, or you know how they made it look like it. But yeah, the YouTube version, they uh, they do some some pretty CGI, uh, shitty CGI in it. Um, so that's my little spiel on uh, the differences there. If you know, I don't know. However, you watch this, but. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty hard to get a hold of a physical copy. So, if you don't already have this, your best bet is probably to watch the YouTube version of it. And uh, I don't know if uh, back in the day Joe Bob Briggs did a, an episode on this movie, but uh, um, he did do like a review on it. And uh, you can look it up on the internet. I'm not gonna uh, read off everything, but. Uh, I'll just say that he gives it a one and a half stars. So <laughs> that's that's pretty high for uh for Joe Bob. You know, if you watch this movie, it that's uh pretty high ranking for this movie. Um so th this is an ultra low shot on video can Canadian film. Like it's ultra low budget. And uh this for this movie being released in nineteen ninety six it looks like it was shot in like the late 80s early 90s and uh yeah it, it i mean we got scream was craven gave us scream in 1996 and that you know i mean I, you know i know the budget's a lot different but i mean oh man for for the time like i'm just trying to compare like for the time uh quality of the film like it's just like it's a, it's a total it's a total big difference there. But, um, 
This movie is directed by Steve Goller. And as far as I know, he never really went on to to do hardly anything. I mean, I'm sure he's done some other stuff, but as far as I can see, he's only been credited for this movie. And this is definitely his only horror movie as, as far as I know. And uh, the cast, there's really nobody notable for the cast um, other than... Uh, our, our quote-unquote Brad Pitt-looking guy. And uh, his name's Douglas Kidd. He plays as Eric. And uh, um, I'm not really going to go on a spiel about what he's all been in, but he still is active in uh, the film, like TV movies and like TV series and films. So... Uh, yeah, check him out if uh, if that interests you. Um, and I I'm only gonna mention uh, who whoever plays uh, the scarecrow. His name is Mike Goller, and some tells me he's probably related to the director Steve Goller in some some way. Maybe he's a, it's his brother or something. But uh, yeah, so. The movie is about uh, a tape-recorded message from a, a murdered girl recounts the terrifying night her and some of her friends found themselves stuck in the middle of a haunted cornfield. I mean, that's pretty... It's pretty basic, but... Uh, like So, like like I said, the... Uh, the girl who fell out of... Like, jumped out of the window, supposedly, uh, she tape-recorded this whole message about uh pretty much about the movie like she kind of narrates the movie and uh these two cops are trying to figure out you know like it's it's kind of like two-sided like you got the one cop that's uh that's saying oh it's it was suicide you know look look you know he's just uh just one side about the whole thing. It's like, oh, there's there's the suicide uh, tape, and you know, there's all these knives underneath her bed, and like she's just crazy, and then you know, she just killed herself. And then the other cop's like, well, I don't think you know, we we need to look for more clues, and you know, yada yada. Like he doesn't think that it was a suicide. He thinks that uh, it was a murder. So. You got this love-hate relationship between these cops and uh, the one that thinks it's a suicide. He just, you know, he just wants this, you know, he, he's a pretty bad cop, really. <laughs> you know, if, if uh, you know, that happened to me or whatever, I wouldn't want that cop to be on the case. But, uh, yeah, so she ends up recounting the story about what got her to the situation she's in now. So she tells pretty much the whole story about uh, when her and her friends go to uh, this haunted cornfield. Well, they go out to a uh, party or whatever, and uh, their car ends up breaking down. So then they walk through this cornfield to this, I guess, this like house that uh, Eric knew about or something. Like he... Uh, like, I don't know if it was family-owned or whatever, but he knew about this, I guess, like, abandoned house, barn place. And uh, so that's where they're going to go for the weekend and hang out. 
car breaks down while they're going there. So uh, they go there on foot and they make it there and they have a good old time. Uh, this one guy, Floyd, he has a mump and smoot shirt on. And I'm not really familiar with what that was, but I looked it up and uh, mump and smoot are Canadian, a, a Canadian clown duo. And uh, also known as Clowns of Horror. So it was kind of interesting, I thought. Um, so um, the group of five friends head out to a cornfield to tell a campfire story. And, you know, this is after they get there. So they head back out to the campfire they tell some stories about uh, how the corn... Well, this is Eric talking. And he talks about uh, how the cornfield is protected by a satanic curse. And uh, then uh, after that, they kind of go off. And uh, Eric gets with his girlfriend. And then uh, the other, this other guy who... Uh, he looks like a mix between Ernest and the guy who played Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat, but with a mullet. Like that. <laughs> like, it's kind of a, a shitty description of a, a dude, but uh, he was a pretty ugly-looking dude. And that's just, I don't know, that's what he reminded me of. But he ends up kind of going off with his girlfriend, so then we, we got the, the fifth wheeler by himself. He... uh he gets into a scuffle with uh, with the Brad Pitt wannabe after he kind of, like, creeps on them. And uh, Brad Pitt's getting pretty pissed off. And uh, they get into a scuffle. And then uh, the fifth wheeler dies. And uh, uh, Eric, Brad Pitt, or whoever, uh, is like, trying to get his girlfriend to, like, help him like hide the body and then you know he lets everyone know like oh shit look our buddy died blah blah we can't just call the cops so they hide his body in clothes of a scarecrow and uh they they position him up just like how a scarecrow is and then uh they just randomly just see like this pumpkin in the middle of the field so they just Mm -hmm. throw a pumpkin on his head and uh they call it a night so that's uh, some some pretty good friends you got there, <laughs> and uh, so uh, the ground opens up, lightning comes out of the out from the depths of the cornfield, and uh, it reanimates Floyd, who is our scarecrow now. So uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool way of uh, getting this killer scarecrow to get reanimated and that's how we get our killer um like one of the one of the more bizarre aspects of this movie has nothing to do with the plot and has a lot to do with the sound like uh there's a lot of like rock playing over the music like uh just some like really cheesy music like even some of this, like, not all of Fred Orlin Ray's movies or whatever his name is, uh, it did, like, uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. Like, it's got kind of, like, just, like, that cheesy music that you'd hear from, like, 
the early 90s, like like the really cheap, um, like cheap made horror movies. So it's it's really cheesy and uh, like like I said, I mean it's this is not the most well made movie, and I I couldn't even find what the budget was on this, but uh, oh man. <laughs> They probably couldn't have spent more than like a thousand dollars on this. So they, <laughs> is that cheap? But maybe just enough for to get a camera and then just get a group of people together. But uh, it was pretty cheesy. And uh, but yeah, I don't know where they got the music from. It's it's pretty goofy, and uh, you'll hear it throughout the whole movie. Um. Well, like. This actually would have been a decent movie had it have been made like late eighties, early nineties, just to give us like that like it just it kinda had like that uh like like a like a like a time stamp piece. Like it just it really felt like it would go in with those type of movies. Like uh not body parts with with uh, Jeff Fahey, but the other pod, uh, body parts movie, like it would kind of fit in with like that style of movie. So like I would definitely watch that as like a double feature, maybe. <laughs> and you can find uh, body parts on uh, Tubi for free, if if you ever want to check that out. And that's a really good movie. I would actually prefer watching body parts over this movie, to be honest. But uh, yeah. Um, Um, I'll just kind of sum it up here, but yeah, the, the killer scarecrow kind of, uh, gets revenge on his friends and, uh, so-called friends and, uh, ends up kind of killing them one by one. I mean, we get some, some really cheesy kills, um, some cheap special effects. Um, you do see some blood and, and whatnot, but it, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. And, uh. He just kind of kills them one by one, except for our final girl, so to speak, is our tape-recorded message lady. And uh, we find out towards the end that uh, the Scarecrow is still coming after her because she ends up getting away. And and then uh, the cops get towards the end of the, the message, and uh, she kind of says something like, Oh, like, you hear, like, a scuffle noise. She's screaming. Like, oh, there he is, blah, blah. And the the bad cop kind of thinks, like, oh, this is her on drugs. Like, she's just saying this to make it sound like it's a murder. And then the other cop is, like, really into, like, there was somebody here, blah, blah, blah. There was a scarecrow she's talking about. <laughs> and uh, then, you know, you hear the glass break and everything, and she falls to her death. And then towards towards one of the last scenes, the cop that thinks that it's not a suicide, he ends up seeing some pieces of straw, like what a scarecrow would be stuffed with on the floor. So that, that kind of leaves it as like, huh, maybe there really was a killer scarecrow. Like... <laughs> Just, but I mean, it's just 
this is just such a cheesy movie and it, it's really hard to follow and uh <laughs> it was really a pain in the ass to to follow and uh write descriptions of everything so this one to give you a gist of what, like what the movie's about some of the stuff that i noticed in the movie that's worth talking about um that's gonna have to be it for <laughs> psycho scarecrow um but yeah i mean it it's a great movie to have um especially owning on vhs because i'm sure that people are gonna be paying a lot of money for this movie just because of how scarce um like there there couldn't have been like many of these tapes made like it had to have been like a limited quantity of these made so that's where i could see that this being like a high high dollar tape you know if you're into the whole you know what what uh tapes are worth and whatnot uh, i know it's kind of been like a big boom lately with people just buying horror movies and then flip them and sell them on ebay or wherever and that kind of sort of like the the horror collectors out there that actually want to collect the movies just to have in their collection and not try to flip them and sell them so that does suck especially when you go out thrifting and trying to find some some decent horror tapes that there's just always a you know those those hunters out there that all they do is they they pick them up just to sell them and that sucks but uh i don't want to get into too much of that i don't want to get people pissed off or whatever but uh but yeah um and i i'll say like i love um killer scarecrow movies like i don't know what it is like it just it reminds me of fall and it even gets me into like the halloween spirit a little bit like i don't know I, like uh like the barn the movie the barn um is a gr like i love that movie i know it's like not the most well-made movie but for a newer movie like it just it really feels like halloween to me and um i definitely recommend that movie if no one's ever seen that check out the barn especially when watching a movie that kind of gives you the feel of like uh the fall time halloween time uh they got a killer scarecrow in there too but uh yeah yeah, I don't know. I just I'm a sucker for a killer scarecrow movie. So I mean, you know, I didn't rate this one that high, but uh, I still found some parts in it to be enjoyable. So uh, yeah, like even like the scarecrow slayer movies, like uh, some of them are kind of rough to watch, but uh, I just like the whole aspect of like a killer scarecrow. Like it just it feels like a good Halloween type movie to me. So. That's why I like Scarecrow movies. Um, um, but it still doesn't add up to, like, uh, the movie called Scarecrows. That one's a really good Scarecrow movie. And then uh, Dark Knight of the Scarecrow is probably one of the, the best ones. And that was, like, a TV made... Or a movie made for TV or TV made movie. And uh, and it was well made, so I would have loved to have seen like a rated R version, and just uh, you know, add in some more of the violence and stuff. That would have been really cool. And uh, even uh, Night of the Scarecrow, it's got some fun elements to it. I really like that one. Uh, 
And then, like, there's some newer ones, too, and I haven't seen them. Like, Husk, I haven't seen that one yet. I've heard some good things about it. And uh, so that'll be something that I'll have to check out. And who knows, maybe even uh, towards, like, October, November, I'll uh, do some more Scarecrow movies. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, that's going to have to be it, guys. Um, I'll say... Uh, Check out Wake Brewing in uh, Rock Island, Illinois. They uh, they have some great beer that uh, is all made right there at uh, Wake Brewing. And they got some like cool-looking cans if you want uh, to take some to go. Um, they're always doing like specialty beers for uh, certain events and stuff. Like uh, last year, Midwest Monster Fest, they did uh, a uh, beer called Grandpa's, Grandpa's Hammer for... Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Reunion Monster Fest. And uh, uh, from what I hear, uh, and I'll probably be talking about this later in another podcast, but uh, the movie Spring Fever that is uh, in the, like locally made in the Quad Cities um, is going to be having their uh, world premiere at Ribco April 18th which is a Saturday and uh, they got a couple sponsors for it. Uh, they're going to play the featured film. There's going to be some live bands and Wake Brewing is going to be bringing a keg of uh, some specialty beer that's made just for that night. So it'd be cool to find out what the name is and how it's going to look and what, you know, what kind it is and stuff. So I'm really excited for that. And uh, also, <laughs> um, not not to toot my own horn or whatever, but uh, I play a uh, a uh, zombie extra in it, so I'm looking forward to seeing how the whole movie plays out. Um, it's one of the last films that uh, Robert Zar um, is going to be uh, like featured in. It's, you know, like you know, like one of one of his last films that, that I know uh, took like. I guess like like around seven years to make, so it's been a long time coming since this movie's finally getting released. But Harzar uh, wasn't uh, able to be here to see it premiere. Kind of a bummer, but uh, I mean, nonetheless, it's finally to see this fun uh, zombie film that's that's from you know made from the Quad Cities and guys like like Izzy, the director and actor and uh special effects artist uh he's kind of a jack of all trades too <laughs> he he does a little bit of everything so uh i know him he's he's a good dude and uh i look forward to seeing his movie and it should be a fun night i'm i'm pretty impressed with uh he's getting this this whole uh premiere set up and is uh some some cool stuff so uh looking forward to it um that's i'm not gonna plug in too much uh you know I, I talk about some other stuff in other episodes but uh i'm just gonna leave it with this for right now and uh i'll mention some other stuff in future episodes so don't worry um you can find me at rude horror on it or i was just gonna say rude horror on instagram uh you can find me at rude horror on twitter uh but uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at Rude Horror Podcast. 
And uh, we also are on Facebook. I just made a Facebook page for us. So you can find us at Root Horror Podcast on Facebook as well. Uh, that's that's about it as far as the newer stuff goes. Uh, I'm not really sure exactly what the next episode is going to be. I got a couple uh, Valentine's movies lined up for Valentine's Day in February. So I don't know if they're going to be released on Valentine's Day, but maybe Valentine's Day week I might have something. Um, I think I'm going to discuss My Bloody Valentine from 1981 and... My wife really wants to watch Valentine from like 2000 or 2001. So we might even do that too. I'll see if I can get her on the show. But come on. You can do it. Just, you know, get on here. Let's talk. So, all right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, I know there's, uh, you know, quite a few people I know are listening to the podcast. So I really appreciate you guys checking it out. And a lot of the newcomers... Thank you guys so much for checking out the podcast and uh, more to come. I mean, I think I'm starting off 2020 with a bang, especially with uh, the Wyatt Weed episode. That was such an awesome episode. Uh, I can't praise that one such like enough. I can't. I can't. Uh, can't fathom it. It was. It was pretty sweet. We got to talk about a lot of cool shit, and uh, I can't wait to get them back on the show. And hopefully I'll be getting some better equipment pretty soon. I I got a couple quirks to work out. Um, I did buy a new mic setup, so hopefully maybe the sound will be a lot better pretty soon. Um, we'll see. I I got a few things I have to get to get this shit rocking and rolling. But uh, I'll mention this is just optional. I mean, you guys don't have to do it, but if you could, uh, um, if you go to Anchor.fm on our page. Um, click the support button you can subscribe to us for at least like a dollar a month if you want or you can go higher it, it all depends on you don't have to pay anything but any of the money that that you guys donate to us and support us um, all of that will go right back into the podcast in some shape or form like if we get t-shirts made um, anything to make the episodes better like as far as like sound clips you know quality maybe even like getting certain guests on i mean it'll all help and uh you know i'm not trying to make this into like a cash cow type thing but uh you know anything that we do get donated to us it's going to go straight back into the podcast in some way so i'm not really making money off it and if, if anything i'm putting money into this podcast like i you know out of my own pocket i already got uh a mic microphone set up and everything but uh anyways i'm gonna wrap it up guys thank you so much for listening and check out the next episode whenever it is released <laughs> we'll let you know on my instagram or wherever we'll let you know what's coming on next so thanks guys you have been listening to the root horror podcast if you like this content and would like to hear future episodes please follow or subscribe if you dare. <laughs> hey guys, just want to thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us ideas to talk about 
or just general feedback at rudehorror at gmail.com or direct message us at rudehorrorpodcast on Instagram. Thank you.